Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play, and I'll do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping awake, whether it's thoughts, feelings, physical sensations, you know, things you're thinking about, emotions you're experiencing, physical things you're feeling. It could be changes in time, temperature, schedule, whatever's keeping you awake, I'd like to help. And what I'm going to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake. I think I said that. Uh, so maybe I, sometimes I'll use it. The way I'm going to do it is uh, I'm going to send my voice across the deep dark night. I'm going to use circular logic of a repetitive nature. Uh, circular. Usually I prefer ovular or, you know, ellipsy. Once I know what an ellipsis is, uh, well, boy, you better be you better be ready because I'll be like uh, I'll be like an elliptical trainer without the exercise, you know, for bedtime. Maybe I could do that. Like, a, what if I started recording the podcast through a, like a conch shell or a not, you know, one of those other shells that are already brand. We'll say those our shells are branded scoots. Uh, okay. What about a rain? You know, what about a, uh, like a horn that, like a shell that looks like a ram's horn. Cause you know, I don't want to use a ram's horn unless it's like a reclaimed one. They say, well, that ram left it behind when the ram went to the big, you know, it was the ram was already on its way to the, it's okay. Well, this is a bedtime podcast. I don't know who's become mixing up my metaphors right now. Uh, I think we should probably stick to exercise equipment, uh, shell related exercise equipment, like the like ellipticals. Actually, a word scoots. Oh, oh well, uh, yeah. Like, uh, um, sorry, but so I'm going to send my voice across the deep dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, apologies. Uh, I'm going to basically be here to keep you company as you fall asleep. If you're new, expect some tangents. You've already heard a few. Uh, expect some that don't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, what I'm going to try to do is keep you company as you drift off. Uh, structurally, what to expect. Uh, the show starts off with a few minutes of business. That's how we keep it free and going. Uh, then we, uh, so it starts off with a few minutes of business and there's an intro. We're probably like four minutes in the intro. Intros are usually around 12 minutes. And in reality, it's kind of a show within a show. It's kind of part of the podcast, uh, where I go off, like I try to explain what the podcast is efficiently and then I'm unable to do so because of a, like, a, it's kind of like, um, I don't know what it's like. It's just like what the podcast is. I discovered, actually, I was listening to some old episodes, and it took a while to develop this 12 to 14 to 17 to 16 to 11 to 10 to 18-minute intro. Uh, for a while, it was a bit of a bada-bing, bada-boom. Here we go. Sleep stuff's coming. Uh, but slowly I learned uh, that some listeners, like uh, they, they like to fall asleep to something kind of familiar but different every time. Intro. Uh, something that's pretty nonsensical. But a lot of listeners, it's part of their wind-down routine. You say old Scoots is going to uh, start off explaining the podcast and go off on a tangent and get a little losty-poo. Is he still thinks about, what was he saying? Was he the elliptical trainer of podcasts? Uh, definitely not the stair climber. 
You say, what piece of equipment in a gym is most like it? I say, well, which piece of equipment has the most hot air? I'd say the sauna, steam room. Not only are those relaxing, but they're full of hot air, which is what this podcast is. You see, has there ever been, you know, in the history of the world, like back when they had like these amusements uh, were a little bit different, a laughing steam room? Because that would, would be a, a, a laugh, the sauna that giggled. Okay, put that down as another book title for me. And would say, no, no, the sauna, sauna's giggling about something, not about you. Of course not. The sauna's giggling with you. Though this, I mean, here's the thing, and this will be, maybe this makes some people giggle. Saunas deal with a lot of uh, B-U-W, you know, butts, bu- butts. They've seen, like, uh, so I guess the sauna would be like, you got to laugh. Uh, people are sitting on me all day long. And, you know, I'm here to, to uh, I don't know. Shouldn't you get back to explaining what the podcast is, Scoots? You're right, Sauna Steve. You're right, Sauna Sandra. I'll be right back. Uh, yeah, so uh, not sure what, be, I guess we already figured it out. Yeah, what has, uh, what exercise equipment has tangents? Usually someone would be going on a tangent in one of those rooms. Maybe the hot tub, it does have bubbles, uh, and it could have hot, warm air if someone's, you know, get, 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 get a little uh, head beans for lunch. Uh, but okay, so the intro, it, like a lot of listeners listen to it as they wind down. Some people listen to it during the day. But it's a show within a show. Uh, some people skip it, but that's how the show starts. Then there's some business. Then there's the bedtime story, which tonight we'll be talking about the good place. And it'll be, it won't be spoiler free, but it, you say, if you saw the episode four times and you listened to this description, You'd say, you'd say, first off, Scoots, how many episodes of The Good Place have you watched? And I would say, how many times have I watched episodes of The Good Place? Uh, probably four, you know, maybe 400 times, maybe. No, I'd say maybe less, uh, 30, so times three, 90, maybe 90 times. Uh, okay. And you still don't remember the main characters' names. Well, sometimes I don't. Uh, right. Uh, part of my method it's a little bit of the secret sauce thanks for revealing that you'd say scoots could you name two of the main characters right now is day would you consider diana tremaine a main character no that's an, uh, a fake name for a character a cheaty uh also shirtless cheaty that may be a different character that was like a, oh no that was a different part of cheaty's personality uh eleanor of course uh Michael, uh, Tahani, uh, Jason, Janet. Is that everyone? Did I forget someone? Holy goodness. Uh, Trevor is not a main character, uh, but uh, the judge. I'm trying to think of other characters' names, but uh, they're escaping me. Uh, almost had it. Oh, Sean. That's that's the other character. Uh, Derek, uh, Mindy. See, I'm pretty good at this, uh, but... <laughs> So let's uh, you see, well, Scooch just started naming characters. Then he got all the way down to uh, a pill boy, a donkey dog, um, and, and uh, other, but sometimes I'll say, what's that on the wall of that bar? What does that say? So we'll do that for a little while. And then we have some thank yous at the end. So it's kind of uh, a meandering show. But here's the thing. You don't need to listen to me. This is a podcast you can listen to. Believe me, I'm here to help you take your mind off stuff with a little bit of nonsense. 
and a lot of extra details and just watching my brain jump around and say, hey, brain, what's up next? Uh, Do you have any more? Did you think of any shell names that aren't uh, patented yet? No. Okay. Hey, brain, did you double check your database to see if conch, one of my saying conch shell uh, right to, did you see what, if I could do a podcast through a shell? It wouldn't be bad. Here's an, here's the thing. If you hear waves in a, uh, a shell, would you hear, would a microphone hear waves in a, you know, that's, isn't that a reasonable question? No. Okay. Get back. Okay. So I'm back, uh. So you don't need to listen to me. I'm going to be here to keep you company. And you can listen at any volume or as long as you need to. And there's also no pressure to fall asleep. I'm going to be here about an hour. And you could listen to probably 300 shows in a row if you needed. Uh, So you drift off whenever you want. I'm here to keep you company as you fall asleep. Uh, Just like a friend would. would Sit at your bedside and uh, talk to you, but you you don't have to entertain me or clean up after me or even be around me. Like, I'm here to to service you at a distance. Uh, So what was I trying to say? Oh, you don't need to listen to me. No pressure to fall asleep. If you can't sleep, though, I'm going to be here till the very, very end. Keeps coming up the very end. I got strawberry shortcake on the subconscious somewhere. I don't know where, but uh, somewhere, so not in that place. Okay, no, some other part. Like uh, I think, like hopefully, with some sort of conscious, we say, "Hey, uh, why don't you? Maybe that would be good." Hey, here's an idea for a reboot: Strawberry Shortcake Life Coach. You know, all she does is say she just adds berry to stuff, uh, like affirmations. Like she stands at the foot of the person's bed and says. Brad, you're going to have a very good day. And Brad says, well, I don't know what kind of day I'm going to have. Uh, And she says, exactly. So you're going to have a very good day. Whatever the day carries. Maybe it would be funnier if it was Barry. Or maybe that would be the client. That could be like midway through the season. The client, she says, this just isn't working. When I say Barry's Barry's having a very good day. Uh, it, it didn't work. Suddenly I wondered if I really was a life coach. Might work better as a fake autobiography. You're right. My days as a life coach by Strawberry Shortcake. Uh, Barry, Barry's Barry Good Day. Okay, so I'm going to try to take your mind off stuff. Uh, you don't need to listen to me. I'm here to keep you company. And the reason I made the show is because I've been there. I know how it feels. Uh, Sometimes it can feel a little bit, uh, it can feel very uh, L-O-N-L-E-Y or however you spell that word. And I'm I'm here to be your friend, uh, to be a friendly voice at least, uh, across the deep dark night. Someone to say, hey, I, I smoothed it and patted it and rubbed it down, cleaned all the berry crumbles. I said, strawberry shortcake, you can't, what are you doing? This isn't even your bed. You can't eat cr- First of all, you're eating strawberry shortcake. Now, that's a bit strange. No offense, strawberry shortcake. And then she said, it's very good. And I said, well, just do it in your own bed. Don't eat it in this listener's bed because now I got to clean it up, which I did. And I vacuumed it. And I smoothed it and I patted it and I rubbed it down. Because you you really do deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve dignity and respect. Uh, you deserve to be rested. You deserve to be breathing and let your shoulders uh, relax. 
and unwind. Uh, I'm here to help. I guess that's basically what I'm saying. It's my honor to do so. As I said, I know how it feels. It doesn't feel very good. No, but no offense, strawberry shortcake. Uh, don't try to cheer me up after 1 a.m. And also, if we're sharing a dorm room or whatever, don't freaking eat your berries uh, so loud. Why do you got to? Sorry, I didn't mean to bring up these gripes with you right in front of all the listeners. Also, starting a business with strawberry shortcake. A few of them. No, that's patented. Easy Bake Oven's patented. I already told you that. But I said, can you stop, please stop smacking your berries at night uh, or whatever that noise is. Oh, it's in my imagination. Oh, that's our other roommate. Oh, Eeyore's our other roommate. That's great. Uh, Okay, I got to get back to the podcasters uh, or the listeners. So I'm here to help. Give the few show a few tries if you've never listened before, because it takes a few tries to get used to. It's a little bit different. Uh, but I really appreciate you giving the a shot. Uh, and I work uh, very hard. I strive and I yearn to help you fall asleep. Uh, thanks again for coming by. And uh, here's a couple of ways we keep the show going. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. And I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts uh, coming up, things on your mind, uh, memories of the past or concerns, you know, things of the future stuff. Uh, it could be physical sensations, you know, something you're feeling in your body. It could be something emotionally you're experiencing. Whatever it is that's keeping you awake, I'd like to distract you from that. And the way I'm going to do it, yes, I have a nice uh, safe place here. It's a setting for you in in many, kind of like a place setting, but a seat lace, like a a all set, a safe place setting. Kind of, uh, maybe we come back to that. Um. You know, it's been, it's probably been two or three years since I talked about, uh, what are those things called that you get at a place setting when you're a kid? Placemat. Uh, so maybe we'll come back to that. Uh, but I'm going to try to make a safe place where you could set aside all the stuff that's keeping you awake. I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders. I'm going to go off on tangents. I'm not going to make a lot of sense, and when I do, it'll probably be full of nonsense, uh, but well-intentioned nonsense, all uh, to make it easier uh, for you to get go to bed, uh, uh, to make best bedtime the best time, I guess. Uh, that was accidental, but uh, to make it less rigorous uh, or less like rigmarole. Uh is that a kind of pasta? Is there a pasta rigmarole? They say, hey, what'd you bring, lasagna or stuffed shells? Uh, no, I brought some rigmaroles. Oh, I thought you were bringing uh, baked rigmarole. No, I got some rigmaroles and uh, garlic butter ones, of course. And then, yeah, rigmarole. I'm actually in the middle of a podcast intro, though, so I can't explain the dishes. Also, I didn't make them. They're imaginary. The Imaginary Potluck, that's another book. Put, put it in the list. Put it in the queue. 4047. The Imaginary Potluck. 
Uh, every potluck I've gone to, uh, it's been the dish I brought most of the time. Uh, so you say, well, these are Puff the Magic Dragon Puffs. Of course you can't see them. Uh, they live in Honolulu under the sea or wherever it is, wherever Puff the Magic Dragon lives. Anyway, if you're new, let me get you settled here. A couple of things to note. This podcast doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, so if you're new, give it a few tries. Honestly, it's it's free, and it's here to help, but it doesn't work for everybody. I hope it works for you. So give it a few tries. Maybe the first time you might try to figure it out or try to listen to me and see, is he making any sense? And then you'll realize... No, I'm the kind of person that bakes rigmarole, and not to say, well, this is a big moment in the history of rigmaroles. Uh, no, I just I was running late, and I said, hmm, what's in this, uh, what are these biscuits in this tube in the fridge? No, rigmaroles, we'll put them in there. Uh, so the podcast won't make a whole lot of sense. You, you, eventually, you might kind of, kind of passively consume it, or actively consume it. You can listen, it's going to take your mind off stuff, it's just not going to over-engage you. Or be entirely sensible. Uh, so, but it's here to help. It's here. To, I'm here to be your friend in the deep dark night. Uh, structurally, what to expect? The show starts off with a few minutes of business. That's how we keep the show going. Uh, then there's an intro. The intros are about twelve minutes uh, of. Uh, it's a show within a show. Uh, so, if you're new, see how it goes. A lot of people who listen to it as part of their wind down routine. Uh, some listeners uh, fall asleep during the intro. Uh, a few listeners skip it. Like, I'm hearing from more and more people that might listen during the day for a little break. Uh, but the intro is kind of part of the show and uh, also an example of the show. And then in some sense, uh, a show within a show. Like a little bit like a monologue, except even on TV monologues, they don't usually run 12 minutes. And usually they're... they're, they're you know, they're, they're taught. Uh, so that's the intro. Then there's going to be uh, some business between the intro and the story. Then tonight will be story. It'll be our uh, season finale of our episodically serial, 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 serial modular series, uh, uh, The Stand Chronicles, Nuns in Space. And so that'll, that'll be, and then there'll be some thank yous at the end. So it's a structure show. You don't, here's a couple other things you do. It's a podcast you don't need to listen to. As I said, you can kind of just listen to it and see how it goes. And it's also a sleep podcast. It's not really, I say the podcast to put you to sleep, but it's more to be here while you fall asleep, to keep your, keep, keep you company, to walk at your side as you drift off into dreamland. Uh, so kind of see how it goes and, and uh, yeah, just, just to see how it goes. It's uh, it's here to help. But, yeah, I was just thinking about that, a safe place setting. It, it, that's interesting, like uh, accidental juxtaposition of words that I came across. I said, hmm, a safe place setting. You know, if you're a parent with young children, that might have one uh, meaning to you. Is it means uh, a lot of plastic and round rounded things. And maybe they have those new bibs. I think they've come out in the last few years. They're like a silicone bib with a trough in it. And the things they could do with the silicone stuff now, it looks like, uh, I don't know, it's interesting. I've seen it on a few kids. Usually they don't. when guests are over, people don't use them. I tell you what, if I'm a guest coming over, go ahead and pull it out. I, I like watching. I say, wow, that thing is... Uh, 
I don't know. I just find it interesting. But that might be one thing that makes up a safe place setting. Some people with, uh, like, parents of six kids, like my parents, might be a table that sets itself or is set by one of the children. Ideally, the oldest children, Andrew. Yeah, but not, like, uh, they say, oh, did you set the table? I don't really live in, my daughter and I, we don't really set the table. I mean, maybe because there's two of us, uh, this would be, maybe this is our version of a safe place setting. Usually, uh, uh, because usually, like, we'll have a salad, and then ideally we'll reuse the plates uh, after the salad for, for our main, you know, our dinner. And I'll just, you know, uh, plate them and then bring the food over plated with a fork. Uh, or you say, well, keep your fork from the salad. And a lot of times, uh, mom, close your ears. We don't drink out of glasses or cups. We just drink straight out of uh, seltzer cans. Yeah, or sometimes we'll drink out of glasses. But, uh, yeah, so I guess we like it's less complicated with the two of us play setting. Um. So, I, but, uh, oh, so safe place setting. It just it thought of it, uh, like you say, well, this is a safe place setting. Come out and sit in. It sounds pretty nice to me. I'd eat, I'd eat there. Or I'd like to exist there. But So they used to have these things, I guess they still do, called placemats. I guess they still have them. Because uh, I know Ikea sells them, like rollout ones. That's more of like, it, it seems like a plate guard or something. Like that's something you up, like you put your stuff on. It makes your table look nicer, and I guess maybe it catches some crumbs. And then some restaurants will still have placemats. Usually, everyone will get one, and it'll be kind of like an advertisement for the restaurant, or if it's like a tourist area for local businesses, and it's paper, and maybe it catches you know if you drop some spaghetti on it or something. You know, not that I've done that 8,000 times. But it felt like when I was a kid, placemats were a really big deal. Or at least, like, usually the ones I'm picturing in my mind were made from laminated stuff. Uh, So I guess they weren't that big a deal. And they would have designs. I'm trying to think. I know I've thought more about it. At some point I was pondering placemats. Yeah, but those, like, uh, brain cells seem to have flittered away. I said, where's the placement material? I thought we had a few minutes of placement so we could talk about. And I guess it's, like, good if you have a tablecloth and a placement, then you have, uh, you got double coverage. Now, my house growing up, I think we had, I want to say we had two different kitchen tables. We ate in the kitchen, and there were six kids and two adults. And we, like, so three kids on each side of the table. We had benches. And I remember we had a good kitchen table that was, like, whatever, like, coating, like, it, uh, whatever it was, it also had a plastic coating on it. Not, uh, like, in a really easy way. Like, just like if you had a restaurant, they say, okay, get the sponge and wipe that thing off. Uh, I think, in picturing it was, like, a kind of tan with metal legs. But then I want to say at one point we changed over to something a little bit of a darker wood, but that still was very well laminated or whatever they call it, finished uh, or lacquered, uh, so that it was easy to wipe off. And we never, I don't think we used a tablecloth with six kids, but sometimes we did have placemats. 
I mean, I really should have a permanent placemat in it because they say, okay, well, that'll do something. And then the tablecloths will do something too. And ideally this show is a bit like a placemat, like it catches like, like a filtering placemat. We say, okay, well, you know, let some of those extra thoughts kind of spill out here. This one has absorbent material. So you could say, okay, I'm thinking about this. Okay, we got room here. Okay, you put too much milk in that bowl. No problem. Got that covered. Okay, yeah, you're you're losing a meatball. Got it. I got it. Uh, Oh, is that bone broth? Uh, Oh, it's a vegetable broth. Lovely color there. Oh, yeah, no worries about spilling it. I got it. I'm a placemat. I'm a little placemat. uh, thin and flat. Uh, here, are, I'm a rectangle. I'm also a mat. Uh, uh, when you go and spill something, I'll catch that. How you doing? I'm your place mat. So that's a placemat song or something. I don't know, but it, like, uh, please meet you. What if that was your placemat? That would be pretty handy, actually. Not a sentient placemat. But a placemat that, you know, gave you some, you say, well, I've got a lot of uh, unresolved emotional needs or unrequited ones. And uh, I'd like like a placemat that could meet some of those emotional needs. You say, okay, sir, I think you're in the wrong store. And I say, well, I thought you were in Switzerland or Sweden or something. I thought that was a more advanced uh, uh, thing. You know, don't, you don't, what do you mean you don't have placemats that say, hey, how you doing? That would be it. I'm not talking about major needs. You know, just say, hey, tough day today, eh? Tell me more. And then maybe uh, some passive listening. Tell me about your day. Oh, wow. Oh, uh, hmm. I could sell you this idea totally. Uh, Oof, that sounds tough. Oh, not again. Well, you're doing the best you can, right, Uh but that doesn't, you know, that, that maybe that uh, looking good would be another one. I'm with you, even though that would be figured if the placement said, get out there. I'm with you. I'm, you know, I'm the wind at your back. I'm the placement at your table. Maybe singing, like you could turn that on or off, like some pleasant humming. You know, a placement that does that kind of stuff. Maybe sings that placement song. That would be more for a baby. Or... <laughs> a podcaster that, uh, but, uh, yeah, so that's a little bit about placemats. And I guess this podcast tries to be that at bedtime. So I say, Hey, it is tough. I'm not even joking. And I know what it's like not to be able to sleep and to toss and turn. And I'd like to help with a little bit of silliness and a little bit of friendship. I'm here to take your mind off stuff and keep you company. Uh, like I said, it doesn't work for everybody. So see how it goes for you. Uh, but I'll be here, so so I'll be here for an hour if you need me. So fall asleep at your leisure. If you're new, give it a few tries. But I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate you coming by. And I work very hard, and I strive, and I yearn to help you fall asleep. Thanks. Uh, hey, are you up all night uh, tossing, turning, mind racing, uh, trouble getting to sleep, trouble uh, staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep we do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts, 
feelings, physical sensations, uh, time, temperature, you know, changes. You work the second, you work the second shift, the third shift, you're on a work trip, someone else is on a work trip. You know, whatever's keeping you awake, I'd like to help with that. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this, I'm trying to create a safe place. I'm trying to smooth it and pat it and rub it down and say safe place. Just like I was in, uh, you know, Motown Philly Harmony or something. And I'm going to pat this safe place. See, look, look at how nice it is. Uh, I'm going to send my voice across the deep dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, uh, creaky, creaky dull, rust, rustified tangents, uh, superfluous words, unresolved metaphors, uh, friendly banter. Uh, I'm going to keep you company. And the way I'm going to do it, getting mixed up, that's another one. If you're new, this is your first couple of times you're checking out the show, welcome. Uh, here, have a seat in this nice, convenient, safe place, or stand if you prefer. And cross your arms, uncross them, whatever it is, roll your shoulders if you wish. That's what I'm doing that. Uh, probably not the best during a, a meet and greet like we're having here. But this is more like a greeting, greet, greet, greet and greet. Great, I wish great rhymed with greet because uh, it'll be convenient right this second. But let me tell you, it's great to greet you, new listener. That's what I meant to say. Welcome to Sleep With Me. Podcast a little bit different. So if you're new, I'm going to try to set you up here. But when I try to do that, I usually get I go off topic. So don't try to pay too close attention. Most regular listeners, which is probably like 150,000 people listen multiple times a week, uh, say it took two or three tries. So it took those, you know, and then there's other people that listen occasionally. So give it a few tries and see if it helps. But if you try to concentrate, you're welcome to concentrate as much as you want. That's why I'm saying it's great to greet you. The great, what about, have I ever told you about the story about the greatest greeter ever? Maybe I'll, maybe I could tell you that at some point soon. Uh, that might even be t- tonight's bedtime story, but, uh, <laughs> I am not the greatest greeter ever, but it's great. What I was saying is it's so great to greet you, uh, but don't try it. You can concentrate on this podcast, but it's more something you kind of consume loosely. Somewhere between background noise and a friend who, who you, you, you're trying to follow their story, but only for the key points, but they add way more than the key points. You see how to go with that meeting. And they say, oh, which the meeting this morning? Oh, boy. Well, let me tell you about breakfast first. And you're like, well, I just wanted to know how it went in the meeting, good or bad. But you can't really say that because you're friends. You, so you say, okay, oh, wow, breakfast, frosted flakes, eh? Oh, the frosting was off on your frosted flakes. Oh, you only have frosted, that was frosted full of flake day. Oh, and it reminds you of snowflake. Okay, okay. What about, oh, and then maybe you try to interject. You say, well, that's just what, so, oh, the meeting, though. Oh, yeah, I'm getting to the meeting. But, uh, yeah, then I was, then so then I may put them in a bowl. But then I, I went in another room because I heard I heard that the TV was on. I forgot to turn off the TV. And then I said, or watched a report that said smiling increases your uh, likelihood to smile by 100%. And I wondered if that, I said, that's new. That's good news, I guess. Is that good news or is that a joke? And then I shut it off. 
Oh, the meeting, though. Yeah, you were wondering about the meeting at work uh, because then my uh, so then I drove my car into work and parked as I normally do. We, well, we, you know, I do the car, carpool with uh, everybody in the carpool except uh, Jacob at that day. Jacob was working remotely. And I said, "Remote, your home. We we live in an urban area. It's not remote. Uh, you're you're in a you're in a very apartment building, Jacob. Uh, I'd say if you were on a tundra, that's working remotely. So I don't know if you have any friends like that, but I, that's what I tend to be like. I just give you a little sampling. Oh, so I was going to say, uh, don't try to pay too close attention. And so that's one thing." I was going to, I was trying to be concise right up front. Uh, so uh, here's the structure of the show. That's one thing. So the, it starts off with a few minutes of business. That's how we keep it podcast free. You know, we made, make it uh, twice a week. Uh, so there's that. Um, what else was I going to say? I'm already mixed up. So the, oh, it starts off with business. Then there's an intro. Uh, intro's a little bit different because usually intros you say, well, what does it take? 30 minutes, 30 seconds, uh, one minute to intro a podcast. Unless it's a really high concept. And I say, well, mine's more of a concept where it seems like somebody's high, not me. And I don't think I'm high-minded. I mean, my brain probably has gotten too much altitude. Uh, but so, what was I going to say? So the intros, they take around 12 minutes. It's, but it's a show within a show. Trust me, if you stick around and get to know it, you'll know, hey, I love the intro or I might want to skip the intro. Or like a lot of people, you'll use the intro as the start to your wind-down routine. You brush your teeth. Maybe you'll you know put your socks on, take your socks off, put on your PJs, whatever whatever it is that works. Bring your pets or, you know, like me, Koa, my dog. What she likes to do, she has her dog bed. And usually I let her go to the restroom outside and then uh, in the, the great natural restroom. And then she comes in, and I say, ready for bed? And then she'll get in bed, and then I'll put a blanket on her and tuck her in. That's part of my wind-down routine. That's her wind-down routine real quick. Oh, but so the intro is like a bit of meandering of me just trying to describe the podcast. It's a microcosm, I think, of the podcast. Uh, So it takes a while, but it's part of the show, and it's part of the method. But you can skip it if you need to. And to skip right to the story, maybe the greatest greeter. I don't know if that'll be a story we tell because I haven't told it yet. But I'm glad you're here. That's one thing. So that's the structure show. So there's the intro, then a little business, then the bedtime story part, which could be just about anything. And then the thank yous. And there's no pressure for you to listen or to fall asleep. You don't have to pay attention to me. I hope I can be just interesting enough to take your mind off stuff, but meandering and harebrained is the way I've been described. And I say harebrained like H-A-I-R or H-A-R-E, because I'll agree with you. Either way, I'm just wondering, just so I can wrap my brain around it, you know, if I'm harebrained, I got to wrap my brain and my mind around this whole harebrained thing. And that's two different things to wrap my mind around, being, you know, hair or hair. And if it's H-A-R-E, I got to probably go run after, I guess, yeah, well, I got to go catch that harebrained, harebrained of mine. Uh, so th- that's the structure of the show. No pressure to listen, no pressure to fall asleep. I'm going to be here for an hour, whether you're awake or asleep. And 
the thing is, I make this show all the way to the end because I know there's a small portion of portion of listeners that are here all the way to the end, or people that are temporarily, you know, really up. And I'm gonna here to keep you company, whether you're awake or asleep. I'm here to be at your bedside, it's trying to comfort you, it's trying to be your friend, your boyfriend, with friendly banter, as they said. I'm not here to be the greatest greeter of all time. I'm just here to be, you see, well, that was a pretty good greeting you did, uh, Scoots. It was 12 minutes. You could have said, welcome to the store. And they said, well, yeah, they took, They said, can you hand in your smack or, or whatever? And uh, they said, well, I really like this smack. And they said, well, we don't have, actually, our greeters are paid anyway. You can't be a voluntary greeter. And where do you, and I said, well, I hope this is a homemade smack. Actually, I own it. Uh, so you can't take it back. And they said, well, actually, we own that branding. So technically, and I said, oh boy. Uh, and I think it was, it, but that was, that's a, for another, that's a tale for another day. Never to be told, except, uh, to the superior, whatever, when, when, you know, when they call me up and, uh, what was I saying? I'm here to keep you company, to be your friend. Uh, so it's a structure show, no pressure to fall asleep, no pressure to listen. You know, I make this show because I've been there. This week, to be honest, like I've really been baffled around my own sleeping, particularly last night. I had one of those moments, not a super intense moment, but where I didn't want to know. It was too dark. I was wide awake. I woke up. I wasn't sleeping good. Woke up. And I didn't even want to know what time it was unless I said, well, I know it's not raining. I said, maybe, maybe the sun's behind like 50 clouds. Uh, but I said, it's, it's so dark that I really don't want to know what time it is because now I'm debating, should I just get up? Like I was just awake. And I said, well, what in the heck? I mean, I knew why I was awake. I said, well, I got a lot on my mind and stuff. But uh, uh, that's why I make this show is because it'd be nice. Uh, I thought when I first, I said, if, if there was someone there to say, Hey, uh, it looks like you can't sleep. I'll check what time it is. I won't even tell you. I won't even show you any body language so you could guess, but I'll tell you about the tale of the time I went to buy a clock and I met the greatest greeter instead. Cause I'll be here. Cause I know you're having trouble. It looks like you're, it looks like the stuff you had. A, I saw you tossing and turning there. Let me tuck you in just like you tuck in your puppy dog, Kopu. And let me say I'm here to help, and I'm here to take your mind off of the fact that you don't want to know what time it is or you don't want to think about this stuff. I'm going to be here to tell you because I was going to get a clock, and and that person won't be tell- that imaginary person within my brain won't be telling you the story about the greatest greeter, but I will be. So I make a show because I've been there, and I know how it feels, and I really, truly believe you deserve a good night's sleep. I work very, very hard on the show because uh, I'd like to help you. Uh, I yearn and I strive to help you fall asleep. Thanks for giving me your time. And here's a couple of ways we keep the show uh, going. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. Or all you can choose to do. You know, you can do that. That's just try, that's my attempt at reassuring you. And this is my non-attempt at going off topic. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press. I'm going to do the rest. So what I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts, uh, running, you know, brain, brain bots, I like to call them. 
which are these unifunctional thoughts, like uh, thoughts about the past, uh, thoughts about spreadsheets, thoughts about the mail. Those are all different brain bots uh, zooming around in there. They don't possess uh, sleep modes. They talk about this every once in a while. And for me, that's one of the things that keeps me in place. Even if they're not, they do chattering. A bit like, does, here's a question, and this just shows, uh, is BB-8, BB-8, I always call BB-8, BB-88, just because for some reason I like it, it feels better in my mouth. Not that I would ever put you in my mouth, BB-8 or 88. Uh, but is BB-8 silent or does BB-8 make noise? I can't remember. And I, I'm not trying to, uh, it's not a criticism. It's just, you know, R2 does a lot of bleeping and blorping. And traditionally, droids were known for their noises. It actually is a compliment, BB-8. Much like you're coasting along in your, you know, spherical way. That could be your book. If you're thinking about writing a book, BB-88, the spherical way, uh, the story of, uh, you know, the, the droid... No, you know, everyone thought it was cute, who's really a deep thinker. And, you know, what's up with this Jedi stuff? I got a whole droid version, the spherical way. It's not about the sphere on the inside. It's the sphere. It's, you know, I'm trying to say sphere. Uh, and then you could sing a song like uh, there's a Tom Jones song. I think that's who sings it. Uh, it's not unusual. You could sing it. It's not spherical to be round. Like BB-8. I could see you singing that BB-8. I don't know why. Like, I was just at the beginning of this podcast intro, and I went right off the rails. But I think that could be, what if we book you? Do you dream of being, remember I interviewed, I know I interviewed uh, 3PO, I think recently, or maybe R2. I haven't sat down and talked to you because I was, my belief is you're silent. I know you're not because you talk to, uh, who's that handsome dude that I'm jealous of? Yeah, no, no, Finn, Finn is uh, like, uh, Finn is super cool and approachable and handsome too. Oh, that's just an actor. Oh, you're fictional. No, no, no. BB eight is fictional. BB 88. You're part of my, uh, you're part of who I am. I got to get back to the new intro the intro. I get it back to the intro though. BB eight. I'll, I'll be back. Hopefully. Yeah. We'll talk about your life's work the spherical way. What about also you too? They have a song, uh, She Moves in Mysterious Ways. We could do BB-8, You Move in Spherical Ways. It, uh, I'll figure out the um, syllables. Uh, don't worry, I'm good at that when I set aside the time. We could just we could just work on it. Because like it, it could just be, because you could just say, uh, BB works, moves in the spher- a spherical way. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to sing, but it's early on. Anyway, if you're new, so uh, thought, whatever's keeping you awake, thoughts, or people are going off tangents and thoughts, uh, feelings, like emotions bubbling up, like maybe BB-8 or BB-88 uh, says, well, where am I, you know, when, where, when, when do the droids finally get, when do the droids' feelings get bubbled up? And they'd say, well, I thought there was some sort, last time I got in one of those oil baths, there was some bubbling from C-3PO. And I thought, I said, there is C-3PO. Would you have some beans for lunch? But that could have been C-3PO's emotional bubbling. But so if, if feelings are bubbling up, uh, uh, physical sensations, you know, maybe, like you said, when C-3PO, 
I don't know, BB-88, have you ever had one of those oil baths? That was in the first Star Wars, A New Hope. Technically the fourth Star Wars. I know it's confusing, even for me, and I don't even have a microprocessor. Uh, but uh, they do something. I remember they got dipped in that bath. He said, oh, boy, that feels good. Uh, so that would be the reverse of the, like, you'd say, ooh, uh, that's relaxing me. That's kind of what this podcast is supposed to do, is more distract you. So if you're new, uh, welcome. Normally, I don't go off topic that fast. Usually, I just say, whoever's keeping awake, thoughts and feelings, physical sensations. What I'm going to do is send my voice across a deep, dark night. Uh, check, doing that. Uh, send my voice across. Lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones. Not They don't work for everybody. Uh, here's the thing. If they don't work for you, you don't need to let me know. I've, I've heard it all before. Uh, but it's for the people it works for, I'm here to try to help. Give it a few tries. Uh, and see how it goes. Uh, so, uh, send my voice across the deep. Lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders. You've witnessed more than a few already. And maybe that would be a chapter. BB-8, I could loan that to you for a chapter uh, in the spherical way. Pointless meanders. It seems like uh, you could put it in quotes. Like they say, what are you doing with Finn? That's a pointless meander, a side adventure. And you say, no, actually, it isn't. It's the spherical way. It brings us all back. I don't know. With the spherical way, is it more on the circumference or the, what is the thing in the middle? Which time do we use pi? Is that to figure out your area or your circumference? Okay, I'll get back to it. Thanks. Oh, that's just for circles. Oh, boy. Do With, with, a, with a sphere, do we use pi at all? Oh, you don't like to think about pies, clearly. You used to dream about pies. Oh, and when I say BB-88, it makes you think you're a pie of 88. No, I'm thinking of a family of 88 bees. Uh, like, I wasn't there. On op- I wasn't in line with the first people, like, at a at launch of a phone where they said, well, I got BB-1. You know, BB-1 through 7, they were probably the founders of whatever, Carillion Enterprises, Inc. BB-8 somehow... You know, somebody pulled some strings. Said, "Give us a number eight. That looks great." Uh, who was the good-looking? Who's the good-looking pilot dude? I forget his name uh, because of repressed jealousy. But uh, he probably smooth talked it uh, and said, "Yeah, let me get BB eight. You know, me. I would be at like BB. I'd probably be at BZ ninety-eight four hundred one QPM." But BB-8 would, BB-88 would still be a really good model uh, to have uh, and hang with and for me to repeatedly say over and over again. It just has a ring to it. No offense, BB-8. It just, but that's why, but that's why it'd be good on a book cover, BB-8, the spherical way. Oh, but I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, tangents, all to help you fall asleep, all to keep you company. Uh, I know I went off topic early. Uh, to distract you. And let me, if you're new, you're still here. Glad you st- st- stick around. Uh, give it a few tries. A couple of things about the show. Don't try to figure it out too hard. You can, but usually in your first couple of listens, if you kind of just passively kick back, watch ZBQD8 uh, zooming around in my brain. That's the brain bot in charge of spreadsheets. Oh, no, that's the brain bot in charge of me learning how to use a spreadsheet. <laughs> That one's always zooming. It says, when am I going to get to, when are we going to learn anything? And they say, well, I learned how to sum up a column. 
And then I say, well, actually, what's the difference between a column and a row? And then if you've ever heard a droid sigh, you, you probably listen to this podcast or you have a droid listening with you. Okay, so, oh, if you're new, uh, yeah, don't try to figure this podcast out too much. But you also don't need to listen. You could just kind of passively kick back and listen to me. Other than the beginning of the show, uh, that's the important part to listen to because that's how we keep it going. Uh, that's why the show starts off with a few minutes of business. Then there's an intro. Intros run on 12 minutes. They're not really an intro so much as a show within a show. Maybe I'll change around what I call them because sometimes people think the intro is 12 minutes of advertising. It's really just 12 minutes of nonsense. It's like a warm-up, a cool-down, a warm-down, uh, a cool-warm, a warm-cool, an oil bath. It's like an oil bath. You're right, BB-8. Uh, thanks. Uh, am I going to get writing credit on this book or just a percentage of uh, gross? I get a tiny percentage of net. Okay, well, maybe not. Maybe I'll take that chapter back that I gave you. Okay, so you don't need to listen. Oh, show starts off structurally. Show starts off with business. Then there's an intro, more like a warm-up or a cool-down. Uh, some listeners fall asleep. A few listeners skip the intro, uh, however you wish to use it. Then there's going to be a little business, then the story. Uh, story tonight is our ongoing episodically seal, uh, modular serial series, Nuns in Space, the Stan Chronicles, which also contains a, uh, a like a digital life form, BB-8, sentient one. And I don't have to. We don't have time to talk philosophy. We'll cover that in a spherical way, right? Uh, let's just tease that book, a spherical way. Uh, hitting bookstores in what should we do it on my timeline or yours? I just made BB-8 laugh, by the way. That's a pretty big deal. Also, is it Quinn? Is that who's the famous person? Or is that just, I'm just saying Quinn because it rhymes with Flint. Oh, it's Finn. No, I was thinking of the other dude. Yeah, the strapping one. Not that Finn's not strapping. Uh, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, uh, you know, the guy with the, 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 with the really good, good hair. Okay, BB-8 sighing. BB-8, you don't know whether to sigh or, la sigh or to laugh. That's another chapter. To sigh or to laugh. Uh, chapter 18 of The Spherical Way. Uh, I was in a desert. It was a desert of my own making. There you go. go take it from there, BB-8. I got to finish this intro, though. Okay, so uh, you don't need to listen to me. Oh, show has, and then I'll have a story, then some thank yous at the end. You don't need to listen. No pressure to fall asleep either. The reason the shows are about an hour is because I'm here to keep you company while you fall asleep at your leisure. That's why there's like 300 shows at your fingertips. So you could, you know, listen in the middle of the night or back to back, however you want. I mean, the shows are made in a way for new people, you know, to listen to one episode at a time. But you can repurpose it however you want Uh because I'm mean, here to just keep you company because I've been there and I know how it feels uh, tossing and turning and not being able to get to sleep. So I'd like to take your mind off whatever's keeping you awake and keep you company while you fall asleep whenever you feel like it. Does that sound like a good deal? I'm here to help or to try to help. It doesn't work for everybody, so give it a few tries. But here's the thing. I appreciate you coming by and giving me your time. And I work very hard uh, because I strive and I yearn to help you fall asleep, all right? Uh, and uh, let's hear a couple ways we keep the show going.
Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, uh, trouble getting to sleep, uh, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. It's uh, Sleep With Me. It's time for Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts, uh, feelings, uh, physical sensations, changes in time, temperature. Like I, like when I'm recording this, it's right the Monday after. Uh, it, it's the Monday after that time change thing where they say fall back. Uh, yeah. So, but but it could be something. It could be travel. You know, it could be you're you're out of town. Your your partner is out of town. Whatever's keeping you awake, I'd like to take your man, mind off of that. Uh, what did I almost say? My, mind, but in a different way. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use the lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, uh, pointless meanders, uh, changes in uh, tone. My, my tones are a little bit deeper because I did a lot of talking this weekend, and I fell back. I think my voice it fell down. They said, well, for, for the next few, for the next, uh, until March, my voice is going to fall down an octave. And I said, terrific. It's uh, extra, you know, creaky dulcet tones, the rich, rich edition. Like, kind of like those Hershey's special dark. Uh, you'd say, okay, yeah, this is the, uh, the creaky dulcet, uh, with a 99% cacao or whatever they have on those labels. It could be labels or something that keep a lot, but, but whatever is keeping you awake, uh, let's let's label it and unlabel it. Uh, especially, you know, I made an episode where I, I hung out with a label maker once. Uh, whatever's keeping you awake, I, I'm here to keep you company. That's why I send my voice across the deep dark night. That's why I have pointless meanders, superfluous tangents. Uh, that's why I go off topic and uh, totally intentionally. And why I say, hey, let me let me give you the freedom. <laughs> why I talk to myself in the third person and say, let me give you the freedom to go off topic whenever you want, Scoots. And I say, thanks. Well, I'm going to stay on topic for now. Thank you uh, for throwing that at me because I want to talk to the new listeners here. Uh, if you're new, here's a couple of things to know. This is a podcast you don't need to listen to. And it has also has a super long intro that you don't have to listen to where I explain what the podcast is. Uh, but you're no pressure to listen, no pressure to fall asleep either. It's a sleep podcast that I guess it's not an irony. It's a, a deflation of pressure, ideally. You don't need to listen. You don't need to fall asleep. I'm here to keep you company uh, while you drift off. Uh, kind of like when a mime tries to hold a balloon down. Here's a spoiler. Any kids listening, this might be a spoiler. Or mime, like people that are 100% like mime, their beliefs, they've suspended all disbelief around mimes. You may want to pause it, but but maybe not. Also, if you have suspended 100% of your disbelief, uh, or you have 100% like a belief system based on mystical power of mimes, uh, but also if a lawyer, my lawyer's listening, let's, let's, let's put that book title in the book queue. The Mystical Power of Minds, a five-way method. Maybe I'll just do it as a podcast episode. <laughs> you want extra puns? This would be the that episode. So, hardy, har, har. I, I can't do too long because it would wake people up. Uh, uh, there probably has been a mime mystic at some point. I guess it would be the object of project, pro, pro, projection. 
or would it be intention or projection? That would be uh, that's uh, step four. The uh, dynamics of uh, whatever I just said, but what I was trying to make, I was the original metaphor I was going for was uh, was lost in all the other metaphors I came up with. But it was something about like uh, when a mime is holding a balloon. This was the spoiler part, but I don't even know anything about uh, the mechanics of miming. That's my that's uh, that'll be another book for sure. I'm gonna need a like uh, somebody to write that for me. Uh, but uh, like uh, a lot of times, their balloons do not have helium in them. I know, mind blown, right? Also, Scooch gets you base your things on facts. Uh, the great, great uh, Eastern Mind Coalition, Mime Coalitions. Uh, I could feel the the uh, I could feel the silent typing going on right now at a non you know invisible typewriter. Okay, enough. Yeah, okay, but so you know it takes a lot of pressure to keep that imaginary balloon down. I don't know what you said metaphor was though. I think it was like, uh, oh, you don't need to listen to me. Yeah, there's no pressure to listen or fall asleep because uh, you have your own buoyancy. Ideally, like it's your thoughts that it mime intention. I guess we are getting into the seminar territory, but like of like keeping your thoughts down. You know what I mean? I'm not here to hold your thoughts down. I'm not here to occupy your thoughts. I'm here to be here to keep chattering. To ideally move on to a more fluid subject uh, so you can drift away, you can float away. Because you see, if you've ever like looked at a mime's uh, uh, forearms and biceps, particularly the mimes that live in my imagination, which may be just a select group, uh, their biceps and forearms, uh, across, across the diversity of mimes that live within my mind, Mimes on the mind uh, for 500, Alec. Uh, that's another Jeopardy, one of my favorite Jeopardy categories ever. Uh, they have really good forearms and bias because they're, they're not just, they're not holding, they're palming that balloon and they're creating the pressure within their body, the illusion of pressure, which, uh, like, I don't want to do. I, I guess I want to be here to keep you company. Uh, Ideally, like a, kind of someone you say, well, I'm not, here's a, here's, let's, let's bring it into a new metaphor here. You, some people might say, Scoots, those are a little bit too, co- too close to C-L-O-W-N-S's for me. And so I don't enjoy them. I say, well, what if we went together? Like we went down to the square or to, you know, our city recently, but, you know, we live in that great city that actually created its own mime district, uh, out, the first mime district outside of Paris. And, you know, some people say, well, I don't know, I can't, like, and I say, well, I'll sit here at your side. We'll watch the performance. And, you know, I, I won't whisper to you because it would be impolite uh, unless there's a chatter in the crowd. But, you know, I'll, like, I could touch my elbow to yours or, or you could be, you could feel my calming presence. Or maybe you could, maybe there's just some sort of communication. Maybe we're, t- like, uh, we're boar twins, uh, kind of like boar besties. And I could send out some sympathetic vibrations where you say, oh, wow, suddenly my apprehension around MIMES is uh, in being an entire district, especially as one of the city planners uh, who said, I don't know about this MIME district. I don't know if you say, well, it's the first. That's the key, by the way. So also, you'll have to name it after me, whatever city decides to do that. 
but please name after Dear Scooter and that, uh, what, uh, is, uh, I'll be there sitting at your side. And you say, well, this is a little bit more soothing. I said, by the way, I have some brie cheese. I have some baguettes, uh, not because they're French themed, just because those are good things to eat in a picnic like setting. You know, the other, my other favorites is cold fried chicken, of course. So I have that here. And so here's the good thing about cold fried chicken. Totally quiet. It's perfect to eat while watching a mime. So is brie because it's a soft cheese. And this is a soft pre-cut baguette. So we're silently here. And in that case, I guess I'd be trying to silently soothe you and keep you company. And you'd say, suddenly, this, uh, the whole thing. And you see, this is a whole new, because we have a district of mimes, I would have never thought of this mime taking this take on mimedom. I had always associated it with this narrow uh, viewpoint of what a mime could be. And now that I'm here, uh, calmly observing, I'm realizing the depth as, as, as she explores uh, the human experience, her own identity, and, you know, the, the cultural zeitgeist uh, through silent body movements. And it's entertaining, and I can sense a story here. Uh, whoa, you know, what a new world. Uh, and then you get a text that says, by the way, after four days, uh, we've determined the Mime District is, uh, you know, not to go too hard into it, but silence is going to descend on it. Uh, I don't think, I think, that, you know, I don't think that's the right pun, but... Uh, you know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe I took your mind off stuff during that tangent, but it's like I can be here to keep you company. That's the goal of the show, and that was ideally what that metaphor was trying to express is you don't need to listen to me. You don't need to feel pressure to fall asleep. You don't need to understand uh, in this thing, this, this image I'm trying to share with you. You say, well, I don't know. Is it, Why is the person pulling? What are they pulling down from the upper atmosphere? Maybe it's a, maybe it's a, uh, it would be cool. I bet you a mime's doing that. Well, it's a satellite. Uh, that mime is repairing satellites and sending, oh, and uh, stroking that planet and smoothing the moon out. Uh, oh, that's amazing. So, uh I don't know. The podcast is uh, here to keep you company, to take your mind off of stuff. Uh, it, <laughs> normally, I don't go so deep uh, and get lost in my own metaphors, but sometimes I do. And, and it's a, uh, you know, city planners out there, think about it. Think about it. Uh, maybe just, uh, I'm sure there's mime festivals. And I mean, you could, I mean, I don't want to speak for the mimes because I really don't have anything to do with them other than making a bunch of assumptions. Uh, you know, just put up some signs and say, hey, this is the mime district. Uh, maybe not. Okay. My internal mimes have said, no, we need them. And I said, okay, well, we'll work it out. Uh, oh, wait a second. They're setting up their own. I said, great. I'm going to have a mime district within me. The first prototype. Uh, oh, they just sent me a note. Uh, I think I was watching them write it. said, please don't, like, you need to. So something about me being silent. Uh but in reality, the podcast is here to silence your thoughts or, or give you an alternative story to listen to. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Kind of goes off topic and things and uh, keeps you company as you drift off. Because I've been there and I know how it feels uh, at, at 2, 3, 1 in the morning. Even at like 1030 when you're trying to get to sleep for something you got to be up for.
or on a plane or whatever. I'm here to help. And this is a way I, I can do it. It doesn't work for everybody. It shows a little bit different. Uh, but give it a few tries. That's what almost every listener that is I've heard from says. It took me two or three tries to understand it, that you're a person with, the, is, you know, an entire district related to mimes and you really don't know any facts about mimes uh, within you. And that's a real thing. And I respect that. Uh, and I'm glad that you could utilize it to, to take my to take my mind off stuff and put me to sleep. Uh, that's a letter I'll be sending myself later. Uh, Dear Scooter, it's me, you, who's here to talk to you about the recent intro. Uh, thank you. Uh, on behalf, but anyway, I'm here to help. That's what my main thing is. Give it a few tries. See how it goes. Uh, yeah, and that's, that's it. I'm glad you're here. I've worked very hard. I yearn and I strive to help you fall asleep. And uh, let's get on with the show. This is a couple ways we keep the show going.